Hey everybody, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And this is Strange Indeed, a podcast dedicated to the show Lock and Key. Today we're going to be covering the sixth episode of season one entitled The Black Door. Sounds so ominous. Um, well, before we get into our um, normal chit chat about the show and into our top five, um, just so I can do this at the top, um, I, I had a quick announcement. So I just wanted to kind of let everyone know um, and keep everyone updated as I'm finding things out as well. Just a, a quick update uh, for all of our listeners uh, to some changes uh, that are happening here at Strange Indeed. Um, and that is Sean has decided that he is not going to be returning to Strange Indeed um, as my co-host. Um, so. <laughs> and I just want to say that I have nothing to do with that. <laughs> Jason had nothing to do with that. <laughs> He's just been getting kind of busy in his life and stuff yes. right sean has a busy life um he has a, you know of course like many a full-time job and he has a family um a little one and uh you know they're it, it's kind of taking a lot um more of his time so he has decided that he will not return um i mean there is a chance you may see him pop in sometime down the road you know some in some time in some form maybe on a movie or something uh there's a chance he may want to come back for season four of stranger things uh when that comes around of course we don't have a release date yet for that um i I know that we did not have one before, but now with the current state of the world and so many TV productions and movie productions are being shut down um, due to the pandemic um, currently happening, we know that production for Stranger Things has shut down temporarily. So who Wait, knows? Wait, what, what are you, pandemic? What are you talking about? I'm just kidding. You know, like the Walking Dead <laughs> pandemic that's happening right now. <laughs> but anyway... So Stranger Things, the production that started in February has been shut down um, due yeah. to what's going on. So we really don't know when it might be released. So depending on when that comes out, um, there's a chance, you know, he, he might want to return for that. I know that that's something that he really um, enjoys and in, in my return for. So I just, you know, wanted to keep everyone updated um, as to what's going on. I don't know yet what the future holds for Strange Indeed. I think, you know, I'll probably continue, but I don't know yet what that will look like. And I haven't had a chance really yet to define it. Um, I think it's probably worth continuing for me, but I'm still kind of processing um, myself, the news and, um, you know, just kind of thinking about what to do moving forward and just life in general has um, been really busy for me. Um, so I haven't had a chance to really just sit and think about it because I've just been really busy with the podcast and do you want life listener suggestions? I will definitely take listener suggestions. <laughs> if you guys are like, yeah, throw in the towel, you guys are done. <laughs> <laughs> this like, oh, this is a long time this, ago. You, this, yeah, this this is a long time coming, you guys. You should you know, have done this six months ago. <laughs> I was uh, super bummed to hear that Sean doesn't want to do it anymore. But, um, you know, I can understand, like you said, he's got a full-time job. He's got another podcast. He's got a, a family with a kid. It's a lot. So, um, but I really hope he comes back at least for Stranger Things since that's what you guys started this for. And yeah. Would, yeah. And I think he will too. I think he will. Yeah. I mean, I hope so. I mean, that was, you know, kind of positive coming from him, you know, when we were, you know, talking about it. Um, he, he really does love that. And that is the show that we started with. That's our, our flagship show. And so that, that would be really awesome um, to, to be able to come back for that one. Um, so, you know, 
uh, he he may have something to say for himself, you know, um, in in time to come. Uh, but I just I feel like it's fair since you know we're kind of halfway through with locking key. Um, if if we don't return right away, everyone just kind of knows what's what's kind of happening or whatever. Um, so. Yeah, I'm just doing my best to kind of hold it together at this point, mm-hmm. not burst into tears right now. <laughs> I'm yeah, just really, I know. Really I mean, upset, I had experiences okay. with this. Karen's not in The Walking Dead anymore, so yeah, it's, it's, I know it's hard. But you, I think you'll um, if if you still want to do it, you you can find a way to do it and have fun. Yeah, I mean, I, I just have to think about it, but it's fine. And yeah. and you podcasted a lot longer you know, with Karen too, so that I can't yeah. imagine. Yeah, if uh, I was reading that. One of the showrunners for Lock and Key, I forgot her name. Do you know she also worked on Oh gosh, on she, Hill House? I, I know, but I it's, it's escaping Amanda me. But yeah, you're right. Anyways, yeah. she said she has this uh, pitch for modernizing Nightmare on Elm Street as a Netflix series. Mm-hmm. And that sounds so cool. Like if they did that, I'd be like, Reba, can I please come on and come down with you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be totally open open for That'd that cool. if, if that's something you're excited about and wanted to jump on. It's I, just talk now, but it, it got me excited to hear that she wants to do it. Yeah, well, you know, I, A Haunting of Hill House was a great success. I don't know if she's involved yet. I haven't looked up to see who all is involved in Bly Manor, um, like the second season of mm-hmm. Haunting of Hill House, if she's involved. But I think she's great. I think they've done a great job with Lock and Key. So, you know, if things look great, they might give her that deal and just kind of see, let's, you know give us a pilot yeah. and put it together give us a script and let's see what you got and that would be super fun of course like you said i'll kind of talk right now but yeah. that would be super fun you're always welcome you know the door is always open for mm-hmm. you anytime you want to jump on for single that's episodes nice. or you know a whole series like locking key door door's always open that's cool if At black mirror point. comes back I, yeah <laughs> i'm always down for that yeah you know we always wanted to go back and cover the because we started um Oh goodness! Was it season four, three? Yeah, Gosh. maybe we could like pick, just pick some of our favorite episodes or something. Yeah, we always wanted fun. to kind of go back and and do that because we just love the hell out of that show. So that might be something that we can you know do a couple one offs on, pick our favorite episodes mm-hmm. and do. I don't know. We'll see. I like. I don't want to make any promises. Right, I really right. honestly don't know what we're doing. It's up in but, the air. but we're finishing Lock and Key for sure. Lock and key is definitely going to be finished. That's not locked going in. anywhere. I'm yeah, we are locked in <laughs> tight to lock and key for sure. So anyway, just want to kind of put that out there um, so that way folks can start kind of processing that um, as I'm processing. Um, so yeah, thanks guys. So speaking of lock and key, um, just in general, what did you think about this episode this week? I thought it was good. I I was thinking about it like why am I not as excited about this one because I thought it was good and I and I think it's, you know, fine for where we're at in the season, but mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it was a little frustrating cuz people were acting like assholes and I'm like, let me see who was. <laughs> Kinsey was for <laughs> sure. Tyler was an asshole. Ellie total asshole. This police officer talking to Nina was a dick. The the well lady's always an asshole. Sam Lesser. It's like every almost everybody in Everyone. it. Everyone, yes. <laughs> we are on the same page. <laughs> but uh, I still liked it, though. I mean, I, I I'm still down with what what's what Kinsey's going through because I just think it's a lesson for her about don't go messing with your head or it's going to have these consequences yes. that you might not have liked. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't you? know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I 
for the most part, I've really enjoyed the the show, but this episode I really did kind of struggle with because of the same reasons you just mentioned. There were so many poor decisions, and I just couldn't quite make sense of of how some things were just so stupid, stupid decisions, and um, just how things are just so plain to me anyway in in your face, and yet they're just kind of ignoring all of it. So I was just like, I don't know. I was like, I, I just have a few issues um, with the show, but I, I, I still want to keep watching and see what's, what's going to happen. Because oh, yeah. I think like I'm nowhere end, near not like being turned off on it. I, I mean, yeah. if every episode was like this, then maybe I would be, but I, I had been thinking, ah, everything's going great for everybody. We need to have some, some things start going wrong or else we're not going to have a show here. And now things are, are going wrong. And so that's good. And, and, you know, I feel like these characters have their arcs and hopefully they're going to come through it and not be such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope so. Um, I hope that, you know, I guess that's kind of typical in a lot of shows. Like you said, things are going OK and we need things to go wrong and hopefully yeah. things will, you know, kind of turn around um, as we get a few more um, episodes in. I don't know with with the ending, which I know that we'll get into, didn't look um very helpful there. Yeah. So. Well, we got four more episodes left, so we need things yeah. to get really, really bad here. Yeah. <laughs> need to get really, really bad before they can get really good. Yeah. So, well, with that being said, uh, I'm really excited to start talking about it. You want to start off uh, with your number five? Sure. So I'll start with Tyler because last week I was saying Tyler <laughs> would be the one more likely to mess things up with him and Jackie. And man, he fucked it up harder and much more quickly than I was thinking. He sure <laughs> did. I didn't know it was going to be the next. I really didn't read ahead or anything. I was just thinking, you know, that seemed like where they were going with it. But he really did. He so didn't waste no time. <laughs> so he's at Jackie's and he's preoccupied and not paying any attention to her. And then she, you know, says, Hey, I'm right here. And then he starts kissing her, but then gets freaked out when the key that he has, I think it's the head key that he has on her chain, um, yes. comes out and, and she, she, he gets nervous and leaves right in the middle and they were just about to make out, which is super rude. And then he promises to see her at the 5k that they've been working on this whole time. But then he goes to a party instead. It's, uh, day rager pour one out for joe and then she shows up at the party and confronts him and they fight and he leaves and ends up hooking up with the the well lady which you know we'll go into more detail but i was just sort of laying out how he messed up mm -hmm. and he also refuses to go to the sea cave with kinsey to investigate what happened with their dad i'm done with this so i'm like well what's going on with him why is he being like this and i think he's just overwhelmed he's had to deal with his father's death then this memory that they saw of his dad as a killer and this woman, strange woman, I guess he's hadn't never seen, but the well lady trying to kill them for the keys and the keys mm -hmm. themselves might seem kind of scary and dangerous. Then his friend, his only friend at school, the, the Dean died. Then Kinsey suddenly changed, you know, she's acting like a whole different person. His mother's not present and he's having to act like the dad and take up the slack. And then he's got, you know, all of that just feels like a lot weighing on him. And then he's got this great girl, but it's probably a lot of pressure of him trying to live up to her standard when he doesn't feel worthy of her, especially with all that stuff weighing on him. It's just too much. And he's shutting down and like abdicating all responsibility. Like, I just don't want to have to deal with anything right now. So I think that's what he's going on. What's going on with him. I, I agree. I, I would add into that. Not just 
dealing with his father's uh, murder, but just the guilt that he has over that, right? As well, um, and also, that's like the main thing. The his dad and the guilt, yeah, yeah. And I think also with with that memory that they found, you know, knowing or, or seeing that their dad could have murdered someone in that memory um, has really just, I think, shaken what he thought he knew about his father. Mm-hmm. Um, which I I, I feel that uh, and that's probably one thing that I had. I'll mention that I kind of have a little bit of an issue with is that he, there's Kinsey, maybe not so much, but Tyler was so quick to kind of believe that memory after they just learned that there was an identity key. I know that can change a person's identity. And then, and then they just take that for face value. Right. Um, you know, it's the same way how like Kinsey's saying, Oh, don't worry about the well lady. She can't take our keys. Well, there might be other things that she can do indirectly that could harm us. Think a little bit guys. Exactly. But, but yeah, he um, uh, he has, I think, an avoidant personality mm-hmm. where he just doesn't want to deal with stuff. Like if from the beginning of the series, he just wants to go to his school and get on the hockey team and make friends and sort of try to have a just be a kid good time. Yeah, right, <laughs> yeah. right. And I'm saying, yeah, I'm, my tone is like, what's wrong with you? But I don't <laughs> blame him for that. <laughs> yeah, but but it can be where like you know he's got this girl Jackie who's wanting to be with him and she's obviously a really good person and he's messing it all up. And so it's tough, man. He needs a therapist or something. (laughs) (laughs) And he says, trust me, I'm doing you a favor. So he's got, you know, and she, he says, you deserve better. And Jackie's like, at least we agree on something. And so she's trying to call forth the strong part of him, you know, but you can only try so much with people if they don't believe in themselves or hold themselves to a certain standard, then uh, she's going to have to give up on him. And Do- uh, well, so he meets uh, the well lady and she calls herself Dodge, but who knows? She's got all these different names. But anyway, she even says you need to take a break from your self-loathing so she can see that he's just not feeling very good about himself. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Um <sighs> I don't know. I, I think you're pretty spot on with with everything that you said as far as how he's just kind of uh, deteriorating a little bit um, because he has so much going on and, you know, probably doesn't feel so worthy of, of being with Jackie. I don't, because she, I, I mean, remember when she initially called him out for, you know, the thing with Eden, you know, he, mm-hmm. he you know, was t- like letting the whole school think that, you know, they went all the way at that party and they really didn't. And, you know, he's probably just like, well, that's who I am. I'm that guy, you know, and Mm -hmm. thinking that he's not really worthy. And it's, it's a shame because I think that um, probably under normal, normal circumstances had all this tragedy not happened in their family and dealing with these magic keys or some evil lady trying to steal their (laughs) keys, you know, that um, the, the whole relationship would probably be, you know, a lot better. Um, But yeah, Yeah. he's got a lot going on. Sometimes, yeah, when we have a lot of stresses and pressures, it brings out our weaknesses and they, you know, you're not your best self. So maybe there's seeds of some of this there that he might have to overcome otherwise, Mm -hmm. but he might have more resources available to be able to overcome it and be a good boyfriend. Whereas now he's just too, he's got too much pressure on him. I can attest to that. I feel like the last month I've had a lot of stress and it's probably not brought out my best self. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you there's people all around the world feeling like that right now. Right now. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, 
Yeah, just I think in general, probably a lot of people can can relate to that. And especially mm. right now, there's a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. So mm. stay chill out there, people. Stay strong. <laughs> We're all I, in it you together. Know what? Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like hopefully there's also a togetherness because we're all in it together. We're all going through this thing together mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we're all kind of isolated, but luckily we have the internet and video chat and stuff like that. So hopefully you're, you're reaching out to the people that you love and care about. And it's kind of a moment to pause and not worry about the day to day hustle bustle so much for, for a lot of people. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but <laughs> we can try no. to look on the bright side anyway. No, but it helps you kind of appreciate just a little bit because it's kind of forcing uh, folks to kind of slow down Yeah, a little bit, you know, when you're forced, you know, to stay inside and, you know, you're not able to go out as often or, you know, socialize as much. I mean, we do still have internet and Skype and FaceTime and all of those things, which is really nice to at least be able to stay connected so you don't you know, feel like you're going to go crazy because you're stuck in your home um, and not able to go out. But, um, you know, um, I think it's nice because it does allow you to kind of just step back and go, now I can step back and kind of breathe a little bit with less, Mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe there's more pressure, but in a way it's kind of less pressure. So I don't know, it's if if you can have a little bit of a positive outlook on it, then maybe that's one thing. Mm -hmm. My Uh, kids are home and, and uh, three and eight years old and I've been spending a lot of time with them. So some of that's been good. I have more time with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are spending a little extra time <laughs> with their kids and <laughs> for, for good or bad <laughs> stress. But <laughs> let's think about the positive anyway. So, so we don't end up like Tyler. become an asshole (laughs) being an asshole to everyone who cares about us yeah take a step back and just try not to be like tyler and be an asshole about it (laughs) or like half the other people in the episode (laughs) don't let it get you down (laughs) anyway do you have anything else you want to say about your number five nope cool well i we didn't uh sync up with our notes this week we kept um hitting all of our same points last week but my top my number five is actually something different Yay. Yay. I want to talk a little bit about um, Kinsey presenting this like bag of memories. So she she has the collection of those memory jars, which I don't know that I remembered them collecting, but I guess they did. Um, Maybe that was just something that happened off screen. Um, So they've collected those memories that her and Tyler found out in the cemetery um, with that flower key. I don't know if that's the official name for it or not. That's what I'm calling it for the moment. and so I, I, I'm not really sure what her goal was. Um, did you understand what her goal was when she confronted Duncan with his, like his memories, what she was hoping to happen? I don't know if I, I understood that or not. I didn't at first, but when I watched it the second time, I figured it out. Okay. Um, well, clue me in because okay. I don't know that I understood it. So she's... Her whole thing this episode is she's still kind of spinning out, having seen the memory of her dad seemingly killing someone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, she doesn't want to believe it. And she's like wanting to investigate it. So the first thing she tries is going to Duncan to show him so she can ask him about it. But before she gets the chance, he just picks the first one he sees and focuses in on it. And then he gets a headache and can't look at it anymore and then immediately forgets. So then she's like, oh, you're no help. 
<laughs> okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess I just didn't make that connection. I wasn't quite sure what she was hoping to accomplish yeah. um, by doing that. But I felt really bad for him because he gets when he gets confronted with that particular memory showing Rendell and his friends going down uh, the steps to that sea cave. Um, it looks like it like broke his brain. It was just like a really mm-hmm. creepy moment as he's staring. Uh, you wonder the- if any of the memories would have done that, you know, because he just picked the one that was on top. Right. But she said, oh, he seemed to be fixated on it. Um, I also wonder if he was there. You would think that he would have to have been there if it, that's one of his memories. Right. Well, which made sense because the one of them that uh, Kinsey and Tyler, when they picked it up and looked at it, was uh, when Duncan was snooping in on Rendell and his friends and, and Rendell hollered at, you know, hey, Duncan, get out of here, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that that makes sense that, um, you know, he's following his, you know, like what little brother doesn't, right? Follow around mm-hmm. their big brother and their friends <laughs> and wants to see what they're up to. And, you know, um, so, I mean, it makes sense. Um, but I felt really bad for him. Yeah, I don't know if it was that particular memory um, or if it, would just, like you said, would have been any memory. I mean, how weird is that that, you know, he's like, what are these, you know, and what, yeah. what is going on? I mean, <laughs> hello, it's not normal to have like, you know, these glass looking <laughs> right. jars with like your memories in them. So and that's it's, what I love about the show is they don't beat around the bush. They just shove this in people's faces. Look at this. Look at it. Or, you know, mm-hmm. like they're like, Bodhi, maybe that key, it was just our imagination. Well, let's plug it into a mirror right now and see. Look, see, your evil self is waving at you. And so then when they sh- she shows it to Duncan and he's just like this easygoing kind of a guy. And then he's like, Where, where'd you get that? How did, what? My memories? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> he's just like totally tripping out on it. So I, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I felt really bad because it looked like it really messed him up. Yeah. Yeah, um, he was that. having a migraine. Like we 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 keep complaining that we don't see very much of him, and he finally shows up in an episode, and he has like a migraine through half of it, just laying yeah. on the couch. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't I, I can't go outside and play right now, but I got a migraine, and his brain breaks from seeing the, hit yeah. one of his memories trapped in a jar. Um, and then and then immediately after he puts it down. You know, he, he's like holding his head, says he feels really queasy. And then uh, she's like, I don't know, maybe this was a really bad idea. And he's like, what was a bad idea? Like instantly. And it's <laughs> yeah, like, oh, just like here we Nina go again. did with the mirror key. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I feel like there's two different kinds of forgetting here. There's the kind where adults just don't remember magic like Bodhi, I think, said. Or maybe it was this episode. Uh, or I think Tyler said that mm-hmm. we've, we've already established this adults don't remember magic, but then there's also Duncan, I think is a special case. It feels like his memories of these specific events got pulled out of his head and put into these jars. Yeah. And who knows what that does to a person? You know, we were talking about right. Kinsey messing around with her head and actually plucking a whole emotion and, and while well, killing it or disabling it or something, um, we know she jerked it out of her head and buried it in the woods somewhere. Um, but, so there's consequences with that. What the hell are consequences just going into someone's head and plucking out memories and like that? I mean, I don't know if there's something more that was done to him or if it was just that, but it just seems like mm-hmm. there would be on, you know, long term consequences that, you know, you can't account for when you're doing it at the time. In college, we had this magic thing called lots of beer that would do the same thing to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny i remember everything i do when i'm drinking (laughs) one time i went to the dorm uh just into the common area and people were looking at me with big smiles on their faces and i was like what and then they this guy played a tape of me and i was saying things that i had no 
memory of, and I can't repeat on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you later. Let's talk (laughs) offline. (laughs) (laughs) But it was a trip to hear myself and not. Yeah. Wow. It was a long time ago. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to um, ask about that later. Um. So yeah, I just I thought that was I, I felt really bad for Duncan. Like you said, we get so little of him. He's he's such a minor character right now, and, and um, I, I feel like there's probably more we could learn. I think that actor's great. I like having him on the screen, and then we get so little of him. So I don't know. I just thought that um, was kind of interesting how we're getting more of this. You know, adults not remembering, but I just I can't help but feel this was uh, just something more than just the adults can't remember magic kind of thing that something else might have happened to him so i don't know it was but it was a weird creepy moment for sure as he's uh, when he was staring and fixated and he, his eyes were kind of welling up and then um then it's like his brain just broke mm-hmm. um, and then if he's getting migraines one of his migraines are somehow related to that you know too much messing around in the head now you're gonna have migraines yeah. for the rest of your life i don't know i don't know i mean i think the main point they wanted to make was Kinsey try whenever they try to go to adults for help it doesn't work you know they just yeah. they're all they alone. can't process this stuff yeah so they got to figure it out for themselves yep okay well that makes sense so that's my number five cool okay my number four uh this woman who we called echo and the well lady now and she had another name too i forget what it was but now she says tells tyler her name is dodge mm-hmm. so i'm gonna it keep calling her dodge that makes out in her fort uh i'm gonna keep calling her the last name that she's used so for this podcast i guess it'll be dodge so dodge confronts bodhi at the family cemetery and uh and i'm like maybe you shouldn't be wandering around out there but uh she says give me the keys i'll give you one last chance no you have no idea what's coming it's gonna destroy your family and you'll be the one responsible don't say i didn't warn you um, that was really intense and ominous. It also mm-hmm. made me think, why tell him that? Maybe to try one last time to scare him. But mostly I think it was for our benefit just to let us know, oh shit, something's coming. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm like, what does she mean by that? It, the next thing we see is that she shows up at Joe's, Dean Joe's goodbye party and seduces Tyler. So I think that's, definitely part of it and uh that was really interesting i was not thinking of her as a peer of tyler because she just seems older i guess um (laughs) but when they were together they seemed like they weren't too far apart as much as i would have thought if you would have told me about that scene and i hadn't seen it what did you think (laughs) i mean that's a weird question but does it seem like believable that these two would hook up at a party I know I don't guess that would be so strange. The 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 thing that I had a um question about was you know no one seems to question her even being at the party. Like it's it's a house full of teenagers and she's she looks young. I believe the actress is only 28, so she's you know not old by any means. Um but almost She's a little older. older to be little hanging older. you know yeah. hanging around i thought teenagers. it was borderline 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe it, maybe I could see her Borderline. more of a frat party, like right. in college, not versus a high school, a high school yeah. party. So, but maybe no the kind of thing question. where if you saw your friend Tyler talking to her, you'd be like, "Oh, well, you go, buddy." <laughs> so no one questions it, like, "Oh, who's she?" Like I've yeah. never seen her in town before, because I mean, she's a beautiful woman. I feel like if you'd seen her around town before, she, you would probably remember her because she kind of stands out. None of the girls are questioning it, and and I certainly don't blame the boys you know saying oh well you know yeah tyler's got all the luck and questioning you know her (laughs) or him getting to hang out with some hot chick you know and getting to make out with her um so i I thought it was a little bit strange that like no one questioned why she was there because she's a little bit old to be hanging around teenagers if it was a college frat party or something i think that would be different Mm -hmm. Um, so i was wondering how did she even know he would be there i think that's something to file away in the department of suspension disbelief. Even if she, Mm -hmm. if she's the one who killed Joe, which I think is a distinct possibility that's still, you know, you wouldn't know for sure he was going to be there. But anyway, we don't really know what she's up to yet, but I feel like this is part of what her plan to destroy the family. But also she already had another part of it set in motion when she gave Sam lesser the flame key and we were wondering how he was going to use it. And now we see he cuts a hole in his jail door, like Obi-Wan Kenobi and Phantom Menace with his lightsaber kind of thing and just gets himself out. And I thought that whole scene was pretty awesome. Dragging the key along the side of the wall. Great effects. <laughs> so you know? cool. Yeah. It's <laughs> again, something we probably have to just put aside. Um, like, like you said, the department, um, what is it? to say it again suspension of disbelief suspension of disbelief i'm tongue-tied tonight and not getting out my words i'm sorry um again with how he was able to escape a whole prison um by just i know yeah yeah yeah. but But it was still really cool effects pretty cool i mean (laughs) he like especially when he the guy was like what's going on here the guard and he's like Oh, I don't know. There's this fire. And then he sticks it and burns. Ah! And then, yeah, the next thing you see is he's like walking far away. Right. Maybe he killed a bunch of them. Who knows? But that shows that if somebody gets in his way, he'll kill him. That the whole thing with, uh, with, uh, Rendell wasn't a fluke or anything. He's a killer. He's definitely has it in him to be a killer. Yeah, you're and right. Then we see him at the very end, walking up the walkway as Duncan leaves, he slips through the gate and, <laughs> He's headed to Key House, so that's that's why I think uh, we got some bad stuff coming up here. I think something really bad is getting ready mm-hmm. to happen for sure, because Duncan's just left, and we know that they're all alone. I, I had some of the same questions. This is actually my number four, too, more, more specifically um, Dodge or Echo. Um, I guess we can start at this point since she's now um, it, going by the name Dodge, which is strange. I, I know that you don't very often watch um, shows with closed captioning on, um, maybe do sometimes, but uh, for the second watch, I typically will. I don't during my first watch because I just want to like watch for fun. But on the second watch, I try to do that if I can, just so I make sure I don't miss anything. Sometimes, you know, I feel like mm-hmm. I miss certain, you know, key parts of. And, and sure. honestly, I, I pick up a lot on whenever right. I do that. On my you second don't watch. realize, like I, I, I do that sometimes, and I did with Westworld this week because. That oh, shows well, so so tough. It's just yeah, and, and, I, and you don't realize you're missing it. But then second time through, oh yeah, I guess when that guy was talking to you before, I just was like, oh yeah, talk talk talk. That's how it was registering in my brain. Or something. Exactly. Like, yeah. He's it, actually saying something. Anyways. It can make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. up until if you didn't already know that, then you know, um, 
up until this point in the closed captioning, when she speaks, the closed captioning re- uh, refers her to her as Dodge. And oh, okay. I would look at, I would see that, and I was like, "That's so." That must be her name. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Um, but I'm like, well, that's not even what she's going. I mean, really, she didn't really have a name. We were calling her Echo and Well, Well Lady. She and did things say like that. one name to somebody else. I she said Chastity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, but anyway, that that's actually uh, my number four. I was questioning again. Um, like, does she just wander around on the property waiting for the opportunity to scare or intimidate Bodie? Because she just <laughs> kind of pops up out of nowhere and I'm like that ah, and again just happens to know Tyler's at this party maybe we'll kind of find that out a little bit how she just happens to always be in these convenient places um, to, to do her deeds but I was curious why would she you know intimidate and scare Bodie like that and give him this one last chance when she's already given the key to Sam Lesser so she's already got this plan in place you know for him I guess to- she's just trying everything you know, if she said, hey, if you don't do this, I'm going to mess up your family. And he goes, OK, OK, I'm tired of it. Here's all your keys. Then she would have what she wanted. And it doesn't matter what Sam Lesser does after that. Maybe. And maybe it's just to give her an opportunity to, to keep scaring him and, and pop make her <laughs> pop up in places or something. I don't know. But you said a lot of my main points on mm. um, on that as well. That was just kind of my question. I'm like, oh, she's just always there. Bodie's OK, well, alone. why don't why don't you go again then? So I don't. So you can do one without me saying everything. <laughs> Actually, I think it sounds better when you just say everything. Would you just like to take over the podcast, please? No. <laughs> uh, well, I want to talk a little bit about sea caves because um, we have this, you know, conversation about bad decisions and you know how they are affecting not just our main characters but other people as well. And I don't know about other people. Um, I was not raised on an island or even near the ocean, but I know about tides. And right. I, I, I would think that at least two of these kids, I, I'm guessing like Doug and I forget the girl's name um, in the Savini squad. Um, mm-hmm. They seem to be locals to me, like they're from the area. And I feel like when you live in that area, you definitely should know a little bit more about tides and have a little bit more common sense about, you know, what that means. Um, And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they're not from the area. I know Scott is not and Kinsey is not. Um, And then Gabe is also new in town. Uh, so, you know, but I don't even know that that gives you a pass. I'm like, I didn't even grow up anywhere near the ocean. I know what the freaking tides are about. And. Yeah, when they were in there, my thought was, oh, this is cool, but I hope somebody looked at the the tide calendar, and yeah. then next thing you know, dope! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, nope. bunch of ding-dongs. Um, you know, have some common sense. Did anybody happen to look at that and maybe choose a time to go when you knew you were going to have the time to right. you know, do your shot or whichever? You know, I don't think they were going to shoot the whole movie but you know do some scenes in there anyway Mm -hmm. and find out like yeah just find out as much as you can about yeah what happens in that cave exactly and i mean and like scott said they're called the drowning caves (laughs) right you know i mean so so that was i thought a little bit of stupidity on their part they they should have have said you know what it's not worth the risk let's let's look at the best time to go not that they not that we're gonna you know not go or not do this but let's do some research let's do our due diligence to make sure that we have the best time to go so we don't get you know, killed. I, I don't know about anyone else. It, like drowning is probably one of my biggest fears. Yeah, that is the water. Sound and, fun. No, it's it's like 
you know, I don't, I'm not a big I mean, fan of the you water. got earth, wind, air, and fire. If you got water drowning, that's bad. Burning alive, that's pretty bad. I don't know which one of those I would pick. Buried alive, that's pretty fucking awful. I'd probably rather go skydiving and not have a parachute, so I pick air. Although that might count as earth, because you're, I don't know. You're going to impact with earth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what air would be, but I know I've, you know, that's, you know, um, Brody in Jaws, you know, drowning. That's me every time when they're like, you know, oh, what's that fear? What's your, what's that mm-hmm. called? He's like drowning. Um, <laughs> that's me. So I, I feel like, you know, let's let's throw a little common sense in there and, and not take risk. And I know that they're kids. I know that they're teenagers. And I know that teenagers just always think that they're invincible. I've raised one. Um, in fact, you know, even though she's yeah, not a teenager anymore, that's true. She, she thinks she's completely invisible like or yeah. invincible. That's not going to happen to me. <laughs> um, it's all good. Well. Yeah. And I think that's, that's good that you said that. Cause I think that helps with like, I think the point that the writers were trying to make is Kinsey made it seem like she knew what she was doing. That's what uh, Scott says later. You, why didn't you tell the, that us that could happen? Uh, you, you know, like it was Kinsey's fault. And so I'm like second watch through, well, why did they think it was Kinsey's fault? She said, she, I've been down there before, which was a lie. And it's not that scary if you're careful. Well, she doesn't know anything about it, but she's mm-hmm. lying. And then when she's trying to get them to go deeper into the sea cave, she says, look, I'm telling you it's safe. Trust me. So she's really just lying to them to bring them deeper into the cave and, and they're trusting her. And I still think you're right that they should have checked it out anyway, but I think that's what the episode is getting at is that they, uh, they were trusting in her and the fact that they're teenagers and they feel, um, invincible is helps also explain how that could have happened. Right. Well, and I'm definitely not, not blaming Kinsey because I'm really just pissed at her behavior as well that she would because her lying to her friends like that like if she wants to have no fear like if she's not fearful why the hell didn't she go to those caves by herself right why was she and so insistent that someone go with her like I think that's a problem with her writing (laughs) yeah Tyler didn't want to go and she's like oh uh, I'm not going by myself and I'm like why not you're not afraid of anything go by yourself exactly I was like well mm-hmm. then, then just go if you're not scared of what can happen uh, then just go I mean was it yeah. because so, so someone can save her well, that you is know, what happens she that, probably yeah. would have died if she went by herself exactly so <laughs> I, I mean thing. so I, I was really you know I'm not dismissing her behavior by any means because I'm just as pissed at her I'm kind of pissed at, well, more at her than I am her friends but if I were if I know if I was one of her friends that would have been me calling my like um hello can we please have some and maybe I don't know that's me as an adult now maybe if I was 17 again I don't know if I, I know <laughs> we used to jump off 60 foot cliffs into the water next to waterfalls at rainbow pools yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Gosh, I, I don't have time to sit here and think about it right now. If I tried to go back to my 17 year old brain, um, whether or I not I would have made similar decisions. <laughs> I don't know. I probably would have to. I can't say I made the best decisions uh, from the time I was in middle school till the time I graduated high school. Things changed after high school um, for reasons I won't get into. Um, but, you know, her, her behavior just That's really when she irritates. joined the CIA. I well now I have to kill you because you, oh shit and I've got to edit that whole thing out because now you told everyone. I feel poisoned. <laughs> so, but yeah, like I said, she's lying to her friends, and it's not cool that she risks other people's lives for her own self interest. And Scott had a right yeah, to be pissed. Not cool at all. Not cool at all. I mean, one, she put her friends in danger. Two, she's lying to them. That's not a cool move at all. And then on top of all of that, then she goes and cheats on Scott with Gabe, who's completely untrustworthy at this point based on 
in my opinion, on his encouragement alone to the rest of the, of the group about going into the sea caves. You know, he's. I like wouldn't call totally that cheating. Oh, okay. Because they haven't made any kind of a commitment. I don't think, right? You haven't seen that. They're just uh, kind of been on one date or something, a couple dates. Well, it wasn't nice. Yeah, probably not. I mean, it seemed like he was done with her at that point. Well, maybe. have <laughs> never trusted you, never. And I don't blame him for saying well, that. No, I don't blame him either. Um, I mean, I don't know. That kind of goes into the whole, you know, we're on, we were on a break thing. You know, I don't <laughs> No, I no, you I mean Ross and Rachel were a couple. They were committed to each other and so then the argument became, Oh wait, we were on a break, so what does that mean? But for Kinsey and Scott, they're just they haven't made any kind of commitment to one another. You can be dating multiple people at the same time. As long as they no, know about it, yeah. As long as they know about it, yeah. So maybe she should have waited to say, Hey, I'm having feelings for this guy, I'm gonna date him. I don't know. Seemed a little rushed was all. That, okay. That's all. Maybe mm-hmm. if you don't want to call it cheating, then I'll allow that. But um, <laughs> I just I thought but yeah, it was just kind no, of yeah. underhanded. You know, yeah. it just goes into um, well her unsavory you know, behavior. I f- I don't feel as um, negatively towards Gabe as you, especially after this episode when he's telling her that she has an energy that he'd follow anywhere, and you can tell that he's really crushing hard on her, and that's why he's part of why he's going along with her, and so that kind of made me reevaluate just a little bit what they were doing to Eden, although it was really mean, so it's still not cool at all. But I can see that he's just so wrapped up in in her and and also he seems to like her edginess you know he's like he likes uh living on the edge and stuff like that and uh, so i'm just trying to understand him a little bit he he seems to have a nice um vibe to him i don't think he's an evil person but he just might not be that um smart sometimes and he's all, all wrapped up in her and just going along with her and also he, when he went in to save Kinsey, he told everyone else, no, no, you go save yourself. Don't, no, no reason for us all to risk ourselves. So I thought that was pretty cool. It's brave and selfless. And then he actually did save her life. He pulled her away from that door. Uh, that's what she said. You know, you saved my life. So, um, I think that he's not just like a bad kid. I think I can understand enjoying things that are a little bit edgy and dangerous so i can sort of identify although i i hope that i would never have egged her on to do what she did to eden that was that was pretty fucked up so i'm just saying i don't feel quite as badly about him as you i think Mm, that's okay (laughs) that's okay i'm i'm not as i just i i have a trusting um issue i don't trust easy so it's just um my thing, I think. Yeah. So, well, yeah. no, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he knows she's with Scott, but you can tell that he's hoping to, that something will happen with him and then it does this episode. So yeah, I can understand. Yeah. Not feeling too great about that. <laughs> yeah. But mostly Kinsey at this point, she's just really, really irritating me right now. And I think we're supposed to get that feeling probably from, you know, because yeah. we oh, did yeah. talk about when she plucked the fear out of her head and we were kind of like, that's ah, probably not going to have the best 
you know, consequences moving forward. And I think, like you said um, earlier, we're definitely kind of seeing that play out at this point and how far yeah. she's, she's willing to go. And maybe it wasn't such a great idea. So, yeah, I think, yeah, if you think about it logically, it's like, well, just because she took fear out, would that mean that she would put her friends in danger and, and lie to them? Uh, but I think you have to let that go. And that is what the point of this is that I think if Kinsey had not done that, that she wouldn't be doing all this stuff. And I think especially before her father died, when she was her normal self without all these bad events coming in her life, she would never have lied to friends and led them into danger. And I think it is, we're supposed to be understanding that this is all a result of her taking that thing out of her head. Yeah. But it's painful to watch. <laughs> I know. I know. Anyway. It's like, Fuck you, man. I know. <laughs> but anyway, that's that's my number three. So my number have? three was yeah, it was about her too, and we covered a lot of it. Um I will just pick out little things. Like she saw that memory of uh the Rendell and his friends going down into the sea cave and what really intrigued her was this blue light mm -hmm. she's like there's magic something happened so she's like wanting to investigate um so i think that was interesting and then uh what else yeah, worried about drowning yeah i guess we covered it all i mean i i think it was when scott said i should have never trusted you i'm like yeah man at this point you know we all i want kinsey to overcome all of this and maybe go dig that thing up and shove it back in your head or whatever it takes but at this point i don't blame scott for not wanting to have anything to do with her ever again no. at least she took responsibility after she said she said out loud i lied about knowing about the cave so she seems to feel bad about it yeah, she she did seem to be remorseful. So at least mm -hmm. at least there's that. At least she wasn't just dismissive of how Scott and the rest of the group felt right. um, about how how she put them in danger and then the loss of the equipment and things like that. So maybe there's some hope for her. Um, maybe she'll recognize that and say, "Wow, maybe that wasn't such the best idea." Um, and at least you know recognize that and get maybe get back on mm. um, you know good good ground again with her with her friends. I also think the cave was pretty cool. It, it was a good sequence, you know, aside from thinking they were dumb for being there, it was really tense, like, oh shit, when the water started filling up and they all had to get out and you knew they weren't all comfortable with it and they were losing their equipment and everything. It was an intense scene. Yeah, it was. It's, well, and especially, it's, like I said, I have this intense fear of drowning. So when, I, when yeah. I see that they're having to, as the water's rising and that they're going to have to go under the water and go through right. this like, That's like, little uh, hole, you know, <laughs> to kind of get back out and stuff. And I'm just like, my heart was racing. I was like, <laughs> hell no, I would just, I would just drown. I just feel like, no, nope. I would be like Douglas. I would have been like, nope, you, I'm just it. done. Leave me behind. <laughs> it's all I was having flashbacks to that show Flipper. Did you ever watch that? with a dolphin no. i know what you're talking about <laughs> i've never watched it oh do that again what was it i can't really do it actually <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not going to <laughs> but uh are you going to talk about the what she found in there eventually do you have that okay yeah it's my number but one i won't talk about that yet okay good yeah. so what's your number two Kind of short and sweet, I, I I think. I don't know how much I have to really say about it, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Detective Nina. Um, so she's definitely, I think, kind of trying to do, I think, a better job of investigating than what that um, police officer did that she encountered. Um, hmm. 
again, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because, like he said, you know, they're not used to handling more than a little bit of maybe vandalism or, you know, it's a small town. They're probably not um, used to, uh, you know, something like this going on. So I can kind of understand how they don't quite know how to handle it. They're just inexperienced. Um, I guess. You would think he would want to get that message that she mentioned. You know, she played it yeah. for him. Send that to me. He told her the door was unlocked and open and or she told him that and then he said most of the doors in town are unlocked and i'm like what about open like there i'm giving you some evidence here yeah you know he, she heard someone in the house um yeah and of course i mean she's like eh. yeah it's like oh well probably the house settling or something you know you know that's <laughs> some bullshit you know kind of thing like that um but I'm like, you know, you're you're really not listening to her at all. She's very concerned. She was there. I, I, I meant to go back and, and watch when she found Joe. Um, but I remember that he was he had a bag over his head. And I don't remember where his hands were. Were his hands tied or were they just know. dangling? If they were tied, no, I if they were tied, that's totally lame. Because how are you going to kill yourself and have your hands tied up? Right. So and, I doubt it. And I don't want to say that that isn't. A typical method for folks um, when they choose to do that, but um, it's not very common anyway. Um, mm-hmm. When you when you hear about someone doing that, that is not the more common way um, that someone decides to. Um, when you can't even that say act. the words. Yeah, I, I, yeah I just, it's so it's so terrible. I just yeah, it's so I, terrible. I, I want to be, and I want the, to be the, sensitive to people. Yeah, you know, um, of course. The police officers said no. There's no fingerprints on that plastic except for Joe's and Nina's. So <laughs> it must have been some kind of magical murder, right? <laughs> like right. it must have been Dodge doing it, or I, probably Dodge. I don't know. I think it was. I, he her. didn't kill himself. Clearly, uh, yeah, we know be, he because. Uh, he had that excited message. Right. And I don't and think it was Ellie. You think it was, yeah. I mean, there would be fingerprints. So right. I feel like magic has something to do with it. I feel like, I wonder if maybe Ellie got there just after or right before yeah. or something or saw maybe in the process and she went to go hide or something. I really don't think it was her. So I think that maybe instead of Nina, I wanted Nina to ask her instead of what she was doing when Joe was killed or about the scar on her chest. I wanted her to, to say, what the hell were you doing in my basement? What were you looking for? And And why did you come into my house and pretend that your son's doll was left here? Exactly. I would have said, I know you weren't looking for your son's doll. Um, Yeah. I know that you were in my basement looking for something and I want to know what the hell that was and what, what's going on instead of where were you when Joe was killed? And I mean, I, I I would still be curious about the scar and hope that she would come to that maybe later, but But there's so many things that she's lied about or BS about. And so when Nina at the end was saying, to Duncan I think I messed things up with her I accused her of something and I don't know maybe she was telling me the truth I'm like well what about lying about the toy to break into your house and look for something I mean no you 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 feel bad but you shouldn't it's it's a little bit ridiculous there's a few things in this episode where it's like really Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah come on yeah and I I do wonder if she was I, I and I don't know because she's I think been lying and misleading um pretty much the entire time that we've met her on the screen yeah uh, that she what she did seem to be 
somewhat truthful, or at least I feel like she was being kind of truthful, at least about how they got the scar um, that she seemed. I don't know. I don't know I, if I trust that. I don't know. I don't know. Just the way that <laughs> I she don't was trust acting, anything she says. It's really hard to trust anything once people start lying. It's like, yeah. well, then how do I believe anything that you say? Right. I, I totally get that, but just her behavior seemed to kind of change just a little bit. I thought I saw just a little bit something different in her. I could be completely wrong, but I still feel like everything else that she says is bullshit. Um, I mean, I give it 50 50. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So I don't know. I think, you know, I feel really bad for Nina. I think, um, you know, she was just trying to find some answers and maybe she even feels a little bit responsible maybe for what happened to Joe because, you know, she was working with him to try and figure out, um, you know, a little bit more about Rendell's past. And he calls her up and says that he has something that he wants to show her. And then, um, you know, she believes that he was murdered um, and clearly that was probably That's tied related. to it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, I just, I think it's interesting. I don't think it was Ellie. Um, don't think it was suicide, but um, yeah, I think, I think the, I think it was Dodge. Yeah, me too. And I hope, hope we find out what it was that he was wanting to show her. I know she was going through that box that he had. There was lots of pictures um, of the kid. It looked like a lot of the kids, um, Rendell and his friends. And that didn't come to anything. Like that was one thing that was frustrating is Nina's whole storyline. She kind of tries to get something out of Ellie and she just gets yelled at. She got, gets nowhere at the police station. She looks through the evidence and at least as far as we saw, she didn't find anything. Yeah. Pretty damn frustrating to be Nina right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's all that I had for my number two. What, what's your number two? Uh, keys and magic. So Bodhi, Bodhi hears more whispering. This time he didn't look too happy. I'm like, are you not excited about finding a new key anymore? He looks sleepy. Too much? He looked, he, looked, he just woke up. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he's not a morning so, kid like me. <laughs> so he finds a, this key in the old sewing machine. It looks like the symbol with the two snakes winding around the wing staff, I think, right? It's like um, that medical symbol. Um, oh. I, that's what I thought it was. It's called the caduceus. It's a symbol of the Greek god Hermes, but it's often used as a symbol for medicine. Yep. It has associations with trade, eloquence, negotiation, alchemy, and wisdom. So he opens the cabinet that Nina found in the basement when um, Ellie showed her down there a couple episodes ago, and they couldn't find the key or she didn't know where the key was. And nothing happens. And then he says, perhaps this is a Narnia situation, which I thought was cute. But then when he came out and said, whoa, it looks just like our, our world. I thought that was a little cheesy. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> He's keep putting his helmet on, though. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the thing is, you know, we heard it. It, it opens the cabinet. So it, it's it's the key to the that cabinet. But um, he heard it whisper. So it seems like it must be something magic, either that or it was another key nearby that stopped whispering, but still he found it in the sewing machine. So that seems like the kind of place you would find one of the magic keys. So I, I bet you that it has a medical use like healing or something. Hmm. By the end, Nina had it. She, you know, cause it's her cabinet. So she, she was holding on to it. So we'll see. I bet you that pops up again. I hope so. Why would it whisper to him otherwise? Right. Well, yeah, they just all want to be found. <laughs> um, me. I mean, if it wasn't magic, I think I don't think non-magic keys whisper. Not in my experience. And then the last thing uh, that I have under magic and keys, because we already talked about Duncan's memories, but um, Kinsey and Scott 
I'm, another thing, maybe I don't like this episode as much. Kinsey and Scott <laughs> shot some extra footage and didn't need equipment before it because, quote, Kinsey had a workaround. Gabe says, great work, guys. It's magical. And they show this like Evil Dead effect with the tree branch dragging Kinsey. Yeah, that's and, exactly what I thought of. Yeah, yeah, of course. I think it was a deliberate homage. And then Scott nervously says, it's a time lapse effect. And I'm like, what, what key would help with that? Am I missing something? I wonder if it was maybe that flower key, because it was like controlling the vines and the growth around the uh, cemetery when... If it was, we didn't see that, did we? I mean, yeah, maybe you're right, because we saw it it, it it when they stuck it in the tree and turned it, Duncan's memories came out of the ground, so... It's the only uh, if, thing I could think of. I don't know yeah, that I'm right. It's just the only thing that came to mind. I mean, I think she still has the music box key, but I'm like, did she plug it in and tell the tree, hey, tree, drag me across the, <laughs> right. me across yeah. the forest. When you, think, when you think of the 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 tools that they have, that's, for me anyway, the only one that made sense. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, the other keys are the head key, which I think Tyler has, and that wouldn't make sense. The mirror key doesn't make sense. Ghost key doesn't make sense. Uh, flame key well they don't have that sam has it dodge has the anywhere key and there's that's all the keys except for the identity key which we've only seen in a memory so i none of those are yeah i guess maybe the the one the one you mentioned the flower key is the one we kind of know the least about how it works yeah i don't know it's that straightforward um really unless yeah feels like they filmed some parts and left them out because they ran out of time or something because I feel like there's something missing there. I, I'm confused. Me too. <sighs> Me too. That was really good number two. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right. Well, number one, I don't know if our number one sync up or not, but I wanted to talk about uh, this. I'm guessing it's called The Black Door because that's the name of the the title of the episode. (laughs) And that's what it seemed to look like when we see it, whenever Kenzie gets to it, when she ventures um, further into the the sea cave. Um, So I don't know. Is that your number one, too? Nope. Oh, okay. So, well, then I'll just talk about it then for a moment (laughs) and then you can chime in. so I found it interesting that while she's kind of, you know, she, she doesn't, she hasn't been there despite what she's told her friends, she doesn't really know where to go. Um, but as she kind of gets a little bit closer and she's pausing, she can hear whispering. So I thought, well, we know that there was, she saw this glowing blue light uh, from the memories when she was um, looking at Duncan's memories in the, in the jars. Um, so what is that? And then she hears whispering and then she sees a glow. And I'm like, is it a key? But then when she gets yeah. in there. Or was it the door that was whispering? Right. So I, I yeah. think it was the door because didn't see a so. key there. But yeah. I'm like, well, why is the door whispering? You know, how is that related? The keys whisper. This door it's is saying, whispering. Yeah, that creepy, creepy. <laughs> and I'm curious if she actually saw anything. You know, she she does put her eye down level with, with the keyhole, trying to look in there. I'm curious if she actually saw anything or was just still just kind of glowing blue. I don't know. Um, she can't get it open. Looks like, of course, it takes a key. Um, and did you see the symbol above the where the keyhole was? Omega. Yeah. So, um, and we know that Sam Lesser had an Omega tattoo. We know Rendell Locke had the Omega symbol written all over his um, yearbook. 
and he mm-hmm. seemed kind of obsessed with it. I don't know if he had a tattoo of it too or not, but it seemed to be kind of important to him anyway, that symbol. Um, seemed to ha- have some sort of importance for some reason f- uh, for Sam. Lesser. I think it's a fraternity. Think so? It's the entrance to a fraternity, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Good oh possibility. God. We could be co- completely <laughs> off right here. Um, but yeah, I, just, I, I thought that was really interesting, wondering what, what was behind the door? Will we find out? Will we get to that point? Beer pump. Um, yeah. You think that's you think that's what, what is behind mm-hmm. the door? They're going to open it up and be like, hey, brah, come on in. And then it wouldn't be um, very <laughs> ominous then, would it? <laughs> no, I guess not. Sorry. I'm not that funny. <laughs> no, it's fine. No, no, it's cool. Yeah, like... Um, it was cool. I, I guess she's she seemed almost hypnotized by it. She's like, you're going to drown. Come on, let's go. But maybe it was more like, uh, there might be the answer to what's going on with my dad in here. And I'm like, well, then come back later when the tide's out. <laughs> yeah, clearly it's not but, going uh, anywhere. Yeah, you know? it's it's cool. I mean, you know, that is, I won't say more than this, but that's in the comic. And so it makes me really excited for what's to come. Yay! <laughs> yeah it was just really kind of short and sweet for me i was kind of excited about it um getting to see that um and just wanting to kind of learn more about it and just um definitely in that moment is is as mad as what i was at kinsey in that moment um for how she was like treating her friends and that that was why she she you know went down there i was i could i could at least empathize with her curiosity at mm-hmm. it because I, I felt that same curiosity yeah. as to what was like, going on yeah, and you know, her whole thing is that she wants to try to find out or prove that her dad didn't really do that or just settle it for herself. Right. And that's that's a noble cause, but the part about dragging your friends into it unnecessarily is not cool. Right. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So, what's your number 1? Oh, mine is about Nina, which we really covered, so I don't really have anything else left to say. Oh, okay. Well, that was <laughs> That was wrapped up nicely. What about notes? Mm-hmm. We covered all my notes too. You know, and looking at mine, so did we. I mo- mostly wanted to kind of talk about um, the f- found key here in this episode and that it was in the sewing machine. And, and I think we might have a little bit more to say about that um, in the comic section. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. And I don't have any other notes. I think we've covered just about everything else. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to the comic section now because I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Don't put pressure on me now. I really got to I got to come through now. <laughs> um, so what's next? So I don't have any news this week. I think you had a really great piece of news, though, when you mentioned earlier. I didn't have that in my news because I had a feeling that you might bring that up anyway when, um, you know, there was maybe some potential for, you know, something new. I, I I'm kind of always on the fence about remakes and reboots, um, especially something like Not- Nightmare on Elm Street. That is something that is like really sacred to me as a kid. It's what I grew up on, um, that first Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, but I I like, I, I would have faith that this writer, and her name escapes me, um, and co-showrunner would um, maybe do a good job with. Yeah, I mean, they already, I didn't see it, but apparently they already messed up a reboot on that, um, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. And and uh, I didn't see it because it got bad reviews. But uh, I just think as a Netflix series where there's this writer who's already proven herself that has, like, she's excited about doing it and has an idea for a modern take, 
sounds exciting to me. I, yeah. I'd be up for that. Me too. I if they're excited about it and feel like they've got something fresh to say, then um, why yeah. not? I'm I'm yeah. in. So yeah, I don't have any other news other than that. Maybe once um, we're done with the show, that last episode, and once I've watched it, there's going to be so much news. We might have to have a whole separate episode <laughs> about it. No, I'm kidding. Um, but with that being said, that actually will lead us into our listener feedback portion of the podcast, and that's our listener responses. Um, the first one that we have is from our friend. Doug Fick. Um, He says, I usually do a rewatch and comment on Tuesday before you record, but caught a wicked cold. Yes, a cold and can't see through the snot. With that said, I'm calling on Jason's Department of Suspension of Disbelief when I ask how the fudge does Lesser get clear across the country in basically a day with new clothes and a gun? I I agree. And no money. And no anywhere key. Right. So. (laughs) And why did he wait so long? I mean, I was thinking, oh, did he just wait until that night to use it? But it feels like a few days. It felt like a by. few. Unless, yeah, it felt like a few Unless we're not days. seeing, yeah, the times are not matching up. I don't know. Yeah. So I think was... it's best not to think too much about it. He took a cab. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> uh, Lindsay Schlicht says, everyone sucks this episode. <laughs> Ellie was totally nasty to Nina. Kinsey put everyone in actual mortal danger and Tyler was just a huge jerk all around. Are Bodie and Nina the only decent characters left? Yeah. And Doug and the girl we can't remember her name or seem fine. Perhaps this is a Narnia situation has to be my favorite line of the series. Bodie definitely gets the best one-liners. More questions. Duncan's continued memory issues, the big blue door, what is Echo up to and no answers. I think I'm losing track of all the questions. I know, but the fact that they have this door with an Omega symbol and we've seen that before, that was just like stuff like that in the comic was an indication like, oh, it does feel like they're, they know what they're doing. You know, they're, they're laying all these seeds that are starting to connect. So we'll see. Uh, She goes on. This one had an ending intriguing enough to get me to jump into the next episode immediately. Can't wait to hear your guys coverage. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, me too. That was great. Thanks, Lindsay. Um, Next uh, one we have is from our friend Greg Schwamm. He says, uh, one, while I can understand not trusting Gabe, he seems to be a hormonal teenager trying to get in with a pretty girl. Not the smartest, but understandable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> number two, Ellie seems to feel attacked by Nina and goes on the offensive. Your little ritual was personal. Bitch, you were in my house without permission and lied to my face. My husband was killed and now a mutual friend was killed. You tried to be my friend? Go F yourself. Exactly. Yeah, I'm, God, I'm right there with you. And number three, Kinsey practically gets her group of friends killed and then talks about having more important things to worry about. Bye, Felicia. (laughs) You deserve whatever bad shit you get into. Number four. Sam and the matchstick key burned down a prison. This seems like a horribly engineered tool. Doesn't seem to grant immunity to fire, but sets literally everything on fire. Hmm. Yeah, and I think it is the official name is the matchstick key, which makes even more sense this episode because he's kind of dragging it along the wall like a matchstick. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, and and Hmm. Dodge did the same thing along the when she set the stove on fire. She dragged it along Mm -hmm. the front of the Mm -hmm. stove and caught that on fire yeah that makes sense maybe we should start calling it the matchstick instead of the fire key um number five tyler and dodge did she name herself after the truck she got in i don't know trucks and it seems like tyler borrows the matchstick key and burned down his relationship with jackie also Mm -hmm. javi and bender are jackasses look forward to the show um 
well, I think it was a, a Ford, Greg, but someone please <laughs> feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Steve Brown says, a quick stop. Kevin Smith Easter egg? Mm. Clerks, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. If Sean were here, he'd know. <clears throat> um, Pake Allen says, oh, shit. Oh, shit. Sam is on the premises and shit is about to go down. At first, I was really confused as to why Tyler wouldn't recognize Dodge from the last time they saw her at the house, but I guess she was hard to see through the circling inferno and slipped away when Tyler went to Bodie. That was my guess, too. I know some people yeah. were kind of confused, like, well, why didn't he recognize her? Right. Like, well, she he seemed yeah. to be kind of behind her a little bit and almost to the side, but there was a very thick wall of flames um, mm. So might be why. And I think also he was kind of focused on Bodhi too, just trying to get Bodhi to safety. Um, but anyway, he goes on. The group of kids swimming um, out of the cave was pretty tense. I figured they'd be fine, but I have a major fear of deep water and the possibility of drowning. So that scene messed with me. Yeah. Me scary. Too. Yeah. Maria Lawson says this one was a little slower pace, but it still brought the tension in major ways. I am terrified for Kinsey and Bodhi now that Sam is there. Is Nina home? She's not going to do anything. <laughs> Hats off to set. Uh, maybe she will. I don't know. Hats off to set decoration and design because that cave was awesome. Agreed. Yeah. You know, now that I've had more time to think about it and, and I was kind of thinking, oh, would my 17 year old self um, go down to those caves? Yeah. I sat there and thought, I was like, yeah, I totally would. I was a dumbass. I would have went. It probably would have been me saying, yeah, let's go check it out. It's cool. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I would at least try to be smart about the tides still. I feel like that's important. But yeah, I think my dumbass would have been down there too. <clears throat> anyway, um, so we do have one call this week from our good friend Steve. My brain can barely process it. Great line from Tyler identifying with the audience right there. But other than that, everything else Tyler did was just really jerky in this episode and plus with that ending he's in the truck with dodge when sam lesser is about to to attack the house i can't believe it uh oh what well, hey jason and rima it's steve uh this is for the black door of lock and key um i'm a little disappointed that they didn't show us how they did that whole film thing uh, scene with with Kinsey and the it looked like the second time I watched it it looked like maybe they used that tree key to do something but I don't know because it looked like there was like a vine or, or a root uh, running along the ground to, to grab her foot uh, maybe but uh, I just wish they had explained that a, a little bit more and um, there's more to that scar story than what Ellie is telling there's got to be i can't there's got to be more to it than that and um i've got some more that i'm gonna talk about in a separate voicemail that relates to the comic and some of the things that are happening in the this particular episode uh again i um bodie is just super cute and i love his protectiveness of Kinsey there, I'm going to stay by your side the whole time, and just really, really great. And, you know, I understand why Tyler might not recognize uh, the well lady, uh, who now she's got a name, she's called herself Dodge, but uh, I understand why he probably didn't actually see her through the flames, and uh, Bodie's never really described her well. So, okay, uh, can't wait to hear what you guys thought. Talk to you later. Yep, some of the same thoughts we had. Yeah. 
And everyone definitely agrees with you how everyone was an asshole or a jerk in this episode, <laughs> except for a few mm-hmm. people. <laughs> At least we're all on the same page. Um, that was a lot of great feedback. I am so excited every time I go um, check out on Facebook and look at our emails and voicemails to see such great participation uh, from everyone that everyone's um, digging the show along with us and have some things to say. So thanks, everyone, for taking the time. Appreciate it. Mm-hmm. All right. So next part of the um, podcast is our comic talk section. So if you guys don't want to be spoiled or hear anything about the comics, um, then you'll need to skip ahead just a little bit. Um, But we are going to get started in three, two and one. Mm -hmm. So um, do you was anything did anything kind of trigger any of your memories from when you read the comics um, Mm -hmm. for this particular episode? Well, the sea cave plays a big part in the comic and I thought it looked really great and it definitely felt like gave me the same vibes. I think if I remember right in the comic, it might've been a little bigger. Yeah, I think it I was. Yeah. It seemed, it, it's but, hard to tell in a comic, but yeah, it, it did yeah, feel a little bit It just bit seemed bigger. like it was more of a cavernous kind of a thing, mm-hmm. but it's still like the way that they got, got down to it and going in there. I thought it was really, really well, well done. And I yeah. liked it a lot. And the, the other thing is, um, and the black door was really cool. You, have you seen the black door as far as you are in the comic? I haven't gotten there yet. Okay. And then, um, Dodge, uh, her name is Dodge in the comic. Uh, at least that's what she's called for a lot of it. So mm-hmm. I've been waiting for that name to come up in the show so I can just start calling her that. Me too. Me <laughs> that's too. All. That's all yeah. I had. Yeah. So it, it doesn't play out exactly the same in the comic um, as it does in the show when you mention the sea caves, but that does happen in the comics where, you know, Kinsey kind of lures them down, um, but it's for a different purpose. Um, I think it was to go look at a name carved on the wall, I believe. Um, there were some names carved on one of the walls of the sea cave, and they get caught up in uh, the, the tide and nearly drown. Mm. And are mm. all, again, pissed at Kinsey <laughs> she, mm-hmm. <laughs> because she did that and, and put them put them at risk. So okay. at least that's at least pretty similar. Um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, one thing, uh, when, when Bodhi finds that key in the sewing machine, I believe that is the mending key. Um, in this in this episode of the show, he isn't quite sure of, of what to use it for, and I'm still learning a little bit more about it, but um, I, I believe it. we do know it goes to that cabinet, but do you remember what that... Mm-mm. Is it healing, is? like I was thinking? Well... So healing objects, kind of mending, <laughs> not maybe not quite healing, maybe kind of healing, but mending. So I think like if you put something in there that's broken and you put it in there, oh. does that ring a bell? No, but no. that sounds cool. Yeah. Well, and it kind of <laughs> makes sense. You put it sense. in the cabinet, so it's tied to the cabinet. Okay. Yeah, it's tied to the cabinet. That's cool. So, and I like which it. I think and that it, makes sense. Machine, yeah. Yeah, because he found it in the sewing machine, and a sewing machine mends things, right? And mm-hmm. and, and the medical thing still kind of makes sense because it's about fixing something, you know. You get credit for that. Sort of like a like a healing. You get credit for that. I'll give it to you. I no, I'm just saying that's why it would have that handle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Symbol. You're right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Um. So uh, something else I wanted to just kind of mention. So. Uh, 
we didn't talk too much about it, but it, you know, we did kind of mention a little bit about Sam Lesser. You know, one, how did he get there so quickly, or what seems like really quickly from the time that he decides to break out of prison to when he shows up, you know, at, at uh, Key House. They're not really great about that timeline, but um, how did he get across the country? Um, new clothes. Um, doesn't seem to really have any money. I mean, he just broke out of prison. I guess you can assume he maybe, you know, hitchhiked or committed some robberies to get some money or something. I don't know. Um, But what played out in the comics, I remember reading that, and I feel like in the comics they showed Sam, you know, escaping and um, his travel across the country. And I feel like that really kind of helped you kind of understand who Sam was when you mm. see him travel across the country. Cause he's, he's sitting on buses with other people. Um, he's hitchhiking with a truck driver and he ends up killing a lot of these people because they're wor- He's worried that they're going to recognize oh, him. Oh fuck man. Yeah. They're speeding through this stuff, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So, and yeah, it really, about that. it really showed, and I guess they did kind of, try to show that in this episode when he's lighting the entire prison on fire and how, yeah, like he, he just without even thinking about it, kills the guard. Um, and he, he essentially, you can assume kills everyone in that prison because well, there's prisoners behind the prison bars and Uh, they're all going to die and show some of the, yeah, I guess you're right. And then, but, but I mean, I don't, I don't think they're they're kind of driving it. it. Yeah. They definitely rush. I don't think we're there. I don't think if you're Game of Thrones in it, (laughs) I'm not going there, um, but I think that you're you're they're I think they tried, but again, like you said, they're rushing it to really kind of show what a sick person that he really is. Um, you know how I just remember in the comics some of those scenes are really tense because there's some helpful people, and you know, oh, that person's probably going to die because they chose to help this kid. Yeah, and that was dark and tense, and now that's just all that we're not going to show that. Yeah, I and I I think that they're kind of missing something by doing that. Um, I don't know mm-hmm. that they're I don't know maybe they feel like they've done enough in what we've seen yeah. when he um, shoots Nina, he kills Rendell, um, right. he sh- kills the killed, guard. killed the guard, and then we're going to see what's going to come next. Maybe what happens next will you know, kind of drive it home maybe. Um, and maybe we're just, we just don't see that. And I also feel that they could have at least taken some of that time also to notify the family that their father's murderer escaped prison. I mean, isn't that something that they kind of do when, you know, they notify a family that, Hey, we're going to send a, a cop out to watch the house or, you know, we're going to notify you. So you guys at least have a heads up as to what's going on. I don't know. I feel like mm-hmm. they could have taken the time to do that as well. And we didn't, didn't mm-hmm. see that. So I don't know. I think I just think that was kind of maybe a missed opportunity where mm-hmm. we could have at least seen some quick shots of that maybe, or I don't know, kind of seen some of that. So anyway, that, that was a difference that I saw. It was kind of hoping that was for. great. Yeah. That was really interesting. Yeah. So do you have anything else? Anything you want to say? Okay. Well, I don't either, but Steve was cool enough. Cause I know he's getting into the comics and Steve did leave us um, a, voicemail that is um, focused on comics as well or on the comics for this issue or this episode so let's see what he has to say hey Reba and Jason this is Steve and this is uh, just a a few uh, quick notes uh, about the comic lock and key comic I think I think I'm in volume four or volume five now I've been getting through them pretty quick but uh, a couple things from from tonight's episode especially that kind of uh, got got to me. Uh, I really liked they did the 
the cave scene differently than how the comic book did it. I think the the way they did it in the comic with going down there for Kinsey to just see what was written on the wall, that seemed a little like it just it wouldn't have played well, I think, on the in the show. So I think I love what they have with this whole door and everything and uh, how they how they got out of it. It was it was a really tense scene. But um so I like how they did that differently from what the comic book has. And I, I'm really enjoying the inserts that the comic has in between issues where we get to see the, the guy, you know, some sort of journal, the person who, who built these keys, writing things about them and about his sister and about uh, the, the gender key and all the different keys uh, is, is really cool. I like those little inserts that they have there. And um, do you think that cabinet that she found and she's going to refurbish Nina is the fix-it cabinet because I just finished that that uh, uh, issue of the of the in the in the volume that I was in I just finished about the whole fix-it cabinet and I was like oh that's what that cabinet is mm-hmm. uh, so I think that might be the fix-it cabinet um, I like that we haven't they haven't been doing the whole Zach storyline thing. At least we don't think they are. I, I think Gabe is supposed to be a, a red herring to make us think he's like the Zach from the comic book. Is that, do you think that too? Or uh, am I off track on that? I, uh, I really think they're not doing that, but I think they're definitely doing it as like kind of a red herring. Okay. Uh, this went longer than I thought it would go, but uh, talk to you later. Awesome. Yeah, we think it's the fix-it cabinet, but what about this Zach thing? I don't remember Zach. Do you think it's a red herring or Gabe is Zach? I don't think Gabe is Zach, but I think it's, um, I think he's a red herring, maybe, maybe. But I think that they're just doing a, a twist instead of playing out the, the Zach storyline um, that they did in the comics. I think there's a bit of a twist because we know that they're kind of doing some things differently than what they did in the comics and not you know, staying completely true or not, I don't want to say not true. Um, I think they're kind of modifying a few things. So I think that they're they're That's a modification of that storyline. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> okay. Do you, <laughs> cool. Do you have any other thoughts about that? <clears throat> nope. Okay. That was really great, Steve. Thanks so much. And if anyone else has any thoughts um, about the comic and want to chime in, um, you can do that. Just label it that it's something about the comics. So that way I know, and we kind of know where to place that, um, appropriately. Um, but yeah, keep it coming. We love it. <clears throat> so next week, next week, we'll be covering episode seven of lock and key entitled dissection where nothing happens. <sighs> We're leaving that out. I had to purposely <laughs> not look at that. I thought because last week that was yeah, spoilery. it was too spoilery. Yeah, yeah, I thought what? I agree. I should dissection known sounds pretty <clears throat> scary. We're just gonna leave Given it at that. that. That gives enough. Sam's headed over there to dissect something. Maybe who knows? Maybe yeah. I feel like we'll just leave it ominous enough and without yeah, giving any of these spoilers good. because I don't want to hear it. Um, and right, you don't want to hear neither. it. So yeah. <laughs> so episode seven uh, coming soon. Um, we're we are really excited for you to follow us into Key House, but until then, you can follow us on Twitter at Strange Teacast. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Stranger Teacast, and you can check us out on Instagram at strange underscore indeed underscore pod. You can email us at strangerthingscastpod at gmail.com, and you can also find us on the TV Time app. You can find Strange Indeed and a bunch of other great podcasts at podcastica.com. Uh, if you haven't left a review, that would be great. 
Yeah. And speaking of Podcastica, you can find all of Jason's great podcasts on Podcastica, such as What Was New This Week, Westworld Cast. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? Did you watch it? Not, not all of it. Not spoilers, but I ha- you watch part of it and you're like, eh, this sucks. I had to, there was something else happening and I had to turn it off. And honestly, I've just been so wrapped up in trying to get this podcast stuff done yeah, that yeah, I yeah. haven't co- gotten back to it yet. It, I, I, I loved it. Season three premiered this Sunday. It's like a totally different show now. And it was really, really cool. So I'm excited. Me and David, it's only eight episodes and we're doing that on House Podcastica. That's the podcast. So if you're interested in Westworld, you might want to check out our House Podcastica. Plus, Walking Dead's awesome this year. Still covering that. Right. That last episode was was pretty crazy. So crazy, man. Yeah. There, they, yeah, that was bananas. I, I didn't know which way to look uh, while that episode <laughs> was going on. It was crazy. And I, I didn't finish Westworld, but I did. That cold open was amazing. Right. They, I, I love so a good, good cold open, and that one sucked me in, and I was pissed when I had to turn it <laughs> off. I thought it's okay. I just I cannot devote the time to it because that is not a show that you can be on your phone or be doing something else. You have to sit and watch it, and I like that. Yeah. But I, I I wasn't able to to pay attention to it, so I had to walk away. Um, but I'm excited that I'm now um, since we're recording, I'm going to have time. Um, to devote to that later. So, well, that's exciting. Yeah. So check out the Walking Dead cast um, and then also um, the coverage of Westworld on House Podcastica. All right. That's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. Until next time, I'm Rima. And I'm Jason. And Doug Fick is strange indeed. Weirdo. Weirdo.